Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BDW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Talk Recorded live. Welcome to the Colton Collective Podcast. Now, here are your hosts, Dave AC and the Sixth Doctor. Hello, everybody. And as the man at the front said, welcome to the Colton Collective Podcast. And joining me is Dave AC. Hello, Dave. Hi, Ian. It's great to have you back in the room, although you did an absolutely wonderful job last week. We were <laughs> all so proud of you. You got a really good cheer. I hope you heard listening back. You got yes, a really I did. good cheer. I blushed. <laughs> I blushed, I did. Uh, but it was fun to do. Um, and some people were asking, did I manage to get a bit of a promo out of them? No, that's all I got. After that, I was kind of a little shaky, so I just went and calmed down somewhere. <laughs> Cold uh, I think I think Romana's still in a bucket at this point. <laughs> and speaking of Romana, time to go around the room and see who's in the collective today. Romana, hello. Hello, boys. <laughs> hey. Recovered, are we? Um, slightly. Um, just a little bit of um, something to say that once um, I told my friend about that who was having a very, very bad day and she cheered up considerably. So um, not only did you do me a hell of a good, um, you did also did um, her a hell of a lot of good. So, yeah, we thank you again, Ian. <laughs> oh, not a problem. That one was, that one was I mean, it, um, it, as I keep telling people, they're like, oh, that was, that was a great thing for the show. And I'm like, well, I didn't really do it for the show. I did it for Samantha. <laughs> Yeah, the reason you got such through the downloads is because I posted on a lot of torture fan communities the leak to it. Yay! <laughs> saying what happened. And um, you might have gotten some new listeners. Hopefully, hopefully, if you are a new listener. Thank you for coming along. <laughs> anyway, moving down the list. Mr. Benjamin Elliott. Hello, sir. Hello. That's it? Just. Yeah, uh, <laughs> expectantly. Yeah, just kind of a... Yeah, uh, you're the comedy mm. guy on this show, you know. Okay, no, no. hello, how are you doing? Good to be here. Yay! Yay. <laughs> also joining us is Charlie P79. Hello, Charlie. Hello, my fellow, um, fellow cultimers. Excellent, and you're coming a real regular. Oh, thank you. If you, do have, if you do have any new listeners, I'll just apologize in advance. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> also joining us is Mr. Darth Skeptical. Hello, Darth. Hi, guys. How's everything going? 
Good. Thank you very much for keeping my chair warm last week. Ooh. Although, what is all these Doritos in my yes. chair? Yeah, I was well, wondering we're, we're what the smell to... of alcohol was in that chair. <laughs> I, I don't know. That's, well, there are like four or five bottles of wine, empty bottle, empty wine bottles scattered around my desk. So that's <laughs> that Dave's fault. That's Dave's fault. <laughs> yeah, we should uh, thank uh, Darth as well. He did a sterling job. Uh, I was going to say co-hosting, but he he, he did. Uh, the uh, bulk of the work for me because I was of course running the room as well well <laughs> doing my uh, basic attempt at running the room so thanks yes, again Dave, for last week Always and, oops, sorry. and here is my Hurricane Who companion DM Walling hello Diane hello can you hear me yes you yep. can can you hear us yes I can hear you just fine yay Thank you for your company last week. Oh, no problem. Thank you we for ha- oh. uh, letting me stay at your lovely condo. <laughs> and before anybody gets the wrong idea, my wife and son were there as well. <laughs> Mind you, that's probably just giving you worse ideas. I don't know. Yeah. Uh, uh, and Ian was saying to me, your cooking is absolutely equal to his wife's. Oh, thank you. He doesn't want, he doesn't want to get into trouble. <laughs> no, no. Lucky my wife doesn't listen to this show. <laughs> All right, moving swiftly onwards, we are joined by Logan. Hello, Logan. Hello, good gentlemen. How are you today? Very good. Thank you, sir. Now, I just want to know this. Why weren't the rest of your stateside friends here invited to that condo as well? Um, have you seen Diane? <laughs> okay, point taken. Thank you. <laughs> also, if you will unmute the lovely young lady, we are joined by Holy Hello, Howdy. There she is. <laughs> little, little, little Howdy over there. Right, go have a wee. <laughs> also joining us, Mr. Randall Thor. Hello, everyone. After returning from Ebu Dar from Tyr, after finishing reading The Gathering Storm, I'm finally out of the cone of silence. Hooray! <laughs> Excellent. This is what he all sounds like. For those of you who have only <laughs> been listening to our show for the past four or five episodes, this is what the man sounds like. <laughs> I know what he sounds like because I listen to his podcast. There you go. The Rat oh, yeah. Project. Most of yes, the pro- <laughs> time he sounds hissy. <laughs> Now, I now, don't. Tim. <laughs> and speaking of Tim, Jury, hello, Tim. Yeah. Back in one piece, just about. Yes, the man who ripped Dave from drinking so many bottles of wine this weekend. No, I was on the side of Dave was definitely still on the wine. Ah, there you go. Strove me to drink, he did. <laughs> <laughs> and coming in at the very bottom with Mike is Mr. Tiggs Panther. Hello, everybody. How's it going? Good. Thank you, sir. And play that clip, Dave. Control. New agent training program. Section 3.5. The Cone of Silence. To activate, simply lower the cone and speak clearly. What? Do not overuse the Cone of Silence. What? Do not shout in the Cone of Silence. What? In fact, don't even use the Cone of Silence. What? It's never worked right. I don't know why we bought it in the first place. Get smart on TV land. Section 3.6, the portable cone of silence. What? 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 And-
And under the cone of silence today, which is looking rather small, it's all your fault, uh, Ryan Delphor. We have High Minister. Hello, Hi. Or Hi, 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 <laughs> Hi, Hi, Minister. And hi, hi, Bob. And also Guest 13. Hello, Guest 13. All right. It's news time. Go, Typing Monkey, go! Thank you, Charlie. <laughs> so, first up with news, Mr. Benjamin Elliott. Okay, I know there's some stuff that Samantha wants to talk about, so I'm going to hold back in case she covers all of the Doctor Who stuff. However, there was some breaking news this weekend that no one is expecting. Well, unless you look too carefully on Gallifrey Base. We have the... Um, we have a broadcaster that has the K-9 series scheduled with uh, the first four episodes coming in December, including three that haven't aired in the UK, and lots of repeats through the week. And guess what country is getting K-9 first? If your guess is Australia, you're wrong. If your guess is the UK, you're wrong. US, wrong. Poland. Oh, I Disney XP Poland, December 12th, 9 a.m. and 9.25 p.m. It's the pilot that aired on Disney XD in the U.K. On the 13th, it's episode 2. Then after that, new episodes air on Saturdays at 9 a.m. and 9.25 p.m. Wow. I mean, no offense to our Polish friends, but really? Well, all I can think the logic is... could jump ahead. The logic I can think is a dog will look for a tree. So perhaps C9 <laughs> looks for a pole. <laughs> We're a family show, so we can't tell you what Charlie Cox said about that show. <laughs> right. Well, I like trailers. I'm, I'm skipping a book of the show. I liked episode one. I didn't think it was rubbish, but on the other hand, it wasn't a work of genius either. It was just all right. And by the way, they could try getting US, U.S. broadcaster. We have a Disney XD. If nothing else, put it on our Disney XD and get it on the air. Or say you forgot it, so we don't, aren't wondering when it's going to air. Oh, 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 one other thing. Searching Ooh. Adventures Series 2 uh, hits the U.S. and Canada on DVD Tuesday. It has not aired in the U.S. or Canada yet. Therefore, this is the Canadian and U.S. premiere of Sergeant Chirpers 2. Alrighty. As we don't, I think both our networks dump the show. Fun. <laughs> Alright, moving on. Uh, Mr. Randall 4 has some news. Well, the latest sell from the, the latest novel in the Wheel of Time series up now, and The Gathering Storm is now number one on the New York Times bestseller list. It's, um, it's also best-selling on independent booksellers and bar, uh, Borders bookstores, where it was overall, regardless of genre, which is really, really cool. This was Excellent. the uh, this, this was the fourth, this twelfth book in the series, and it's the fourth winner in a row to be on the New York Times bestseller list, top of the list. So I'm really happy to hear that. And my other bit of news is this Friday, the 13th of November, at the Clarkson Georgia uh, Georgia Pembroke College, I will be there with the book signing tour as a storm leader. So I just wanted to get that out there. Excellent. Yeah. All right. Moving on down the list. Ramana. 
Alrighty, I just um, bought a two new bits of news to add to a bit well before we started the show. But um, I've got some news on the Waters of Mars air dates for both the US and Australia. The US will be getting Waters of Mars on Saturday, December 19th at 9pm. Um, and Australia will be getting it on Sunday, 6th of December um, at 7 13 p.m., which is actually the day before my birthday. So it's like, happy birthday, me. Um, yeah. <laughs> also got news that um, Children of Talk to Children of Earth will be making its Australian free-to-air debut um, on the week during beginning the Sunday, the 3rd of January 2010 on ABC2. It originally screened um, on UK TV, which is actually a cable TV channel, which not everyone in the country gets. So this is its first... Um, free to air debut. Well, technically the DVD was, but you know, this is on TV finally. Um, and I've also got um, some news about the last three, um, or the specials. Um, to Entertain has confirmed the Doctor Who The Complete Specials box set, which will include the next Doctor, Planet of the Dead, Waters of Mars, and the last two specials. will be hitting the stores on the 11th of January next year. So that's on DVD and Blu-ray um, for those ones. I don't know what they're going to be doing with the next Doctor on Blu-ray, but it wasn't filmed in HD, but there you go. And, um, yeah, and just while well, I quickly bring this up, there's been a huge guest update for Gallifrey 21 um, since the last time I mentioned. Um, of course, Peter Davison has dropped out due to work commitments, but joining, um, replacing him, or, you know, taking his spot, is um, Katie Manning, who's going to be there, as is Deborah Watling, Fraser Hines, John Levine, Nicholas Briggs, Graham Harper, Gareth Roberts, Colin Teague, um, and I think that's all the new ones. Yep. So a big guest update was announced about, I think it was last week or so. Um, yeah, still no actor playing who's played the Doctor yet. No, still no, technically, still no torture of death, but I think this is probably much, it seems to be the final lineup. So, yeah, looks like a good lineup. Yeah. And there we go. Looking good. Mm. Yes. Alrighty. Moving on down the list. Dar Skeptical, you have news. A little bit, yes. Did I miss something there, Ramon, or did you say the stuff that David Tennant was doing? I, I, I may have come no, into I the didn't. conversation late. No, I didn't, because I, I can't get my head around it. It's just too much. He's turned into John <laughs> Okay. In that event, we'll, we'll go ahead and give all of uh, the appearances that he's got in the next couple of months. Uh, what? Tomorrow he's on the Graham Norton Show on BBC Hi. One. He's also, on the same day, on Channel 4 on the Paul O'Grady Show. Then, uh, from the 11th to the 13th, he's going to be on Absolute Radio for four hours each day, from 6 a.m. to 10 a.m. Uh, then we got Waters Mars on the 15th. Then uh, his the movie St. Trinian's 2 is going to premiere at Leicester Square uh, on the 9th of December. Then he's going to be on Nevermind the Buzzcocks as a guest host on the 16th of December, which I personally can't wait for. And then the really big one for probably both me and Ian is he's going to be on QI, the lovely Stephen Fry uh, quiz show on Christmas Eve, Christmas Day, End of Time, or uh, whatever it's going to be, Nightmares Rain, the first part of the two-part special. 
Then he's going to be on Alan Carr's Chatty Man on the 29th of December in the run-up to the final episode of his tenure as the Doctor on the 1st. Uh, he's also... I'm sorry, go ahead, Ramona. I was about to say, there's also Hamlet um, on Christmas Day as well. That's true. There's also Hamlet on Christmas Day, and he apparently has been cast in an NBC pilot. Uh, NBC now tiring of running Jay Leno all the time, every day. Um, that uh, thing is called Rex, and I forget the rest of it, but it's a, it's about a a lawyer who's got some kind of phobia who tries to help people learn how to defend themselves. Oh, uh, yeah. And it has uh, apparently other people in the cast, who I can't remember at the time, who are relatively famous, and it's been in development for two years. So hopefully it'll be a good deal. Yeah, yeah so, as Diane put in the thing, it's called Rex is Not Your Lawyer. Rex is Not Your Lawyer. There you go. Yeah, yeah. He, yeah. he has basically a nervous breakdown, and so instead of defending people, he coaches them on how to defend themselves. So. Kind yeah. of. It sounds kind of like... Um, a legal version of Doc Martin, wherein the the titular doctor in that series is afraid of blood. Here we have, you know, somebody who might be afraid of his trade as well a little bit. So interesting stuff. Yep. That's the David and Tennant news I've got. Oh, go ahead. Yeah, and, and more to the QI news. This oh week, yes, please. I won a QI annual on Yay. Twitter. Mm-hmm. <laughs> how did, how did you how did you win this thing? Give us well, the story they, here. The, the, if, if you're on Twitter, right. follow the, the QILs, um, and, uh, which is Quikipedia. Um, they, the, the QILs are the uh, people who research everything for the show and make up the questions, basically. They find out all this, these fascinating facts. And so that they, they were putting questions into Twitter last week, um, and the first person to tweet with the correct answer wins and I happen to actually find the missing word to an obscure um, uh, quote and uh, I win so I, I emailed them my address and and uh, I guess uh, one of the research members is actually doing a, a tour of the world they're going um, by alphabet uh, they're, they're coming to Hawaii next oh yeah um, yeah yeah, uh, I'll send you the, the the tweet thing for it because they were asking actually on there if uh, if anyone ha- from Hawaii had suggestions. Oh. Um, yes, so oh. I'll send, I'll yeah, send you that when I get back on. We're there. coming up on the H series, so yeah, of course. Yes, um, and uh. then of course they're going to be coming. He said they were going to be coming to Florida, so I said, give me a call when you get here. So anyway, Hawaii is actually um, screening on. TV finally. It's only taken what eight years. <laughs> yeah. They haven't screened QI in the states, um, although the DVDs have been on a slow release. I think all we've seen so far is season or series one. Um, I think there was word on their website that two was going to be coming out. Yeah, apparently. But of course, the rights, rights clearance issues are a nightmare because of all the pictures that are in the background. Right. Yes. Well, it sounds as though David Tennant's really come out of the cone of silence now he's yeah. been released from Doctor Who. And, uh, I mean, last year it was blanket John Barrowman in this country. <laughs> uh, oh, that sounds lovely. A blanket John Barrowman. <laughs> oh, no, I didn't say under a blanket. <laughs> I've got a blanket under my blanket. Uh, I'd love to use John Barrowman as a blanket. <laughs> <laughs> 
So you're listening to the Colton Collective podcast on Torture ID 54821. This is an open uh, podcast for all ages. <laughs> and you can phone in on 724 7444, hosted by Ian, the 6th Doctor, and myself, Dave AC. Yes. He's yes. trying to get us. ID 54821. <laughs> yes. So, does anybody else have any news? I, I have actually the one real piece of news that I had before the David Tennant stuff was uh, a bit of comic book uh, movie casting. I, I kind of meant to mention it last week, but apparently Anthony Hopkins is going to play Odin, the father of Thor, in the Kenneth Branagh upcoming movie. Hmm. Wow. Hmm. So, <laughs> Kenneth Branagh getting serious. Yeah. Hmm. Yes. Sounds like a Brian Blessed sort of role, that. <laughs> Shaking the heavens with his voice. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Brian Blessed is more Loki than Thor. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe. Yeah. All right. Brian Blessed is never Loki. <laughs> oh. 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 Welcome to Coltham, the place where bad puns come to die. Mm. <laughs> Uh, Benjamin, you had one more small piece of news before we move on with okay. our main topic. Yes. In addition to Water to Mars premiering on BBC America on the 19th of December, um, they're doing a few other things. First, on the 15th of November, when everyone in America hoped to air the Water to Mars, they're going to air a rerun Voyage of the Damned, probably as a Sacrificial Lamb, because The Prisoner is coming back on that night. The revival of The Prisoner on AMC world premiere, but um, for Doctor Who, then on the 13th of December, they're having a big day-long Doctor Who marathon, including the most recent specials, to get people ready for the waters of Mars. Also on the 19th, at 8 p.m. Eastern, they have a one-hour special with no description of what the content is. After Waters of Mars, at 10.30, they're having what they call a Graham Norton Doctor Who special. Now, we know there's a Graham Norton episode with David Tennant airing in the UK tomorrow and on BBC America on this week on the 14th, by the way. But I think the special will turn out to be a re-edited version focused on David Tennant airing after Waters of Mars. BBC America, so there'll be a three-hour BBC America Doctor Who night with an, a special where we don't know what it is, Waters of Mars, and Graham Norton. Then they've also said that sometime during the holiday season, they're going to air the last two episodes. And if we're to take their word at it, that would mean we'd be getting them either simultaneous or days after the UK air dates. And they said they'll announce the air dates in early December. My hunch would be December 26th and January 2nd, so that they could have three weeks in a row. But we'll see. <laughs> hey, Benjamin, didn't I read somewhere in uh, an announcement about the American uh premiere of Waters of Mars, that it's actually a good thing it's on the 19th because that's the narrative date of the story? I have heard that. Uh, I suppose it could be good for narrative purposes, but I don't think they're going to advertise that ahead of time. I don't think people are going to know. For that logic, shouldn't they be airing the Sarah Jane season on BBC America right now and the Dreamland cartoon? Um, is Dreamland ever going to air outside the U.S.? Um, is 
at UK? Is Infinite Quest ever in the UK? It's an air date for Dreamland. Don't think we've had that in the news yet. 21st of November, I think it starts airing. Don't everybody agree at once? Randall agrees. Fair enough. There we go. Hokie dokie! Now that we've got all that taken care of, one other small piece of news. Well, not small. Oh, I'll lead us into this with a short story. Um, as you'll find out in our upcoming studio show, uh, where we wrap up our uh, convention dealings over the past two weeks, um, I happen to bump into Mr. Colin Spall, um, who is in... Ooh, excuse me, I'm dropping things. Uh, who was in uh, Rise of the Cybermen, Age of Steel, and was also in... Uh, God, I'm going to get the Dalek story wrong. Um, Revelation. No. Revelation. Revelation of the Daleks. Uh, I happened to run into him at Hurricane Who. And during our conversation, he uh, said, oh, yes, I, I do a podcast with a guy in, in Manchester and uh, and also drink wine with him online. And he says, oh, I'm going to Manchester next weekend. And yeah, I said, Ian, oh, yes? I've got that little short section chopped out of your audio if you want me to play it. Just 30 seconds of it. Sure, go ahead. This is what Colin had to say. Also with the Colton the Collective Podcast. To do with a, a man in, uh, in Manchester. I'm going to Manchester as soon as I get back, funnily enough. Oh, oh, another convention. Uh, something cafe? Oh, who were the Fab Cafe? Fab Cafe. If a, if a gentleman one. called uh, Dave Cooper, Dave AC, comes up and says hi, he's, he's the other half of the Colton Collective Podcast, and we drink wine on Sundays online with each other. <laughs> Wonderful. <laughs> Wonderful. Yeah, yeah. I see him, I should say, not a gentleman, so Yes, and uh, I'll tell him, I'll like, yeah, say hello to Colin when you're there. Yeah, great. Oh, that's good, yeah. And okay. um, later on that weekend, um, when I was getting him to sign my program, he said, oh, it's you again, because I was wearing my Six Doctor coat. I'm hard to miss. Uh, <laughs> he said, oh, and uh, tell, tell your friend Dave that I expect to see him, and he better come say hello. So... I, with that lead-in, I will pass it on to you and Tim, Dave. Okay, um, thanks for that. Uh, yes, uh, I'm not going to say too much today because um, hopefully Ian and myself will get together and do a little bit of uh, a studio show about it. But um, along with my son, Matthew, uh, Tim, Tim T. Jury, who's in the room with us now, uh, went to the second... In fact, it's not only the second Fab Cafe event, but it's the second in the same year, so... Um, a bit, a bit expensive, but it was right, well, it's certainly on my doorstep, not so much on uh, Tim's, but um, uh, we went along to that, and obviously after that little um, build-up from Ian, uh, I really hadn't got any choice, although in actual fact, I had already booked my ticket because uh, I was expecting uh, Georgia Moffat, uh, an India Fisher, to be also in the guest list, and I've just put the actual link up of the running order in the chat there, uh, but unfortunately they, they couldn't make it. But before I say too much more, um, uh, let me bring Tim in, and then I've got um, a couple of very short clips to play as well. So, uh, Tim, do you want to just give a little short intro as to how you thought the day went? 
Well, I think it, it went a lot better than the last one they had back in May, which was plagued with problems throughout the day. The only problem they had this time was um, Sylvester McCoy was coming in by train, and his train ran late. And when he did show up uh, in mid-afternoon, he walked in during one of the other panels, and suddenly everybody turned round, and there was this great, Hey! <laughs> Yeah, uh, and for Ian's benefit, uh, he was still nursing this uh, uh, difficult. I'm not sure what wrong is. It? I think it's yes, they carried knees. in a, a mobility scooter, which he was never seen on, but he he was walking around on sticks and uh, complaining about having a very bad leg at the moment. Yeah, uh, which uh, of apparently he... it's a it's an old comedy injury, as he refers to it. Um, basically, he's, he's so many pratfalls and um, physical comedy has t- basically taken its toll, and so he's had to have, uh, I believe it's corrective surgery done um, to help his leg. Oh, As you were. Okay. <laughs> yeah, so um, go on, uh, Tim, and I'll just throw a few things in as you go along. Well, I'll give a quick rundown of who we had then as you put the running order up. Uh, well, we didn't have to wait outside in the cold quite as long this time. We got in, and um, initially they were running about 20 minutes late, and we had uh, first Richard Franklin and uh, Aniki Wills. Uh, they still had um, lighting issues. I think last time everybody was lit with blue. This time they weren't really lit at all. Yeah, so just, I was I'm going to interrupt again. Sorry, Tim, and I, I apologise, but... Uh, obviously, the people in this room are all Doctor Who fans and all all mm. know their parts. But but people who download this show later yeah. may not be as into Doctor Who. Uh, do you want to just say who they played? Or should I do that? Yes, we had uh, Mike Yates uh, from the Unit Stories in the seventies, and Aniki Wills who played Polly. And they were they were very good. They've both got books out. <laughs> oh, yes. <laughs> Richard's about politics, and uh, Aniki's got those two books about herself. Uh, and Richard had been on uh, one of the big finishes, hadn't he? He'd played uh, um, someone's dad, hadn't he? Um, whose dad had he played? I'll think about that while you uh, go on to the mm. next one. Uh, well, we had Mary Tam... She was very good. She also has a book out, which I bought off her and got signed. Uh, then, after a short break, we had um, Terry Malloy and Colin Spall, who were very good value and very interesting. And uh, near the end of their panel, they were interrupted. We had a surprise appearance by someone called Emma Gosling from BBC Radio Manchester who was doing a, a challenge, which they do regularly every Saturday morning, apparently, on Radio Manchester. They have a following clues and dashing around Manchester trying to find people. And she had to have her photograph taken with what was described as the most famous person she could find in the room, which turned out to be Terry Malloy. Uh, yeah, and so their radio pro- arrived at that point. Yeah, their radio programme finished at 1pm and she came in with literally seconds to go and (laughs) I I listened back to the actual radio programme this morning and you can hear the the radio car she's in gets stuck as a red light so she dives out the radio car with all her equipment and 
rushes across the road and runs to the the fab cafe and they they were expecting her and they let her in and she just like ran round the back of the audience and got to the front panting and saying oh. <laughs> she was about to end and were, you could hear them on the on the finished program they're going you've got 15 seconds you've got 20 seconds <laughs> Right, but yeah. she she uh, did uh, manage uh, to complete her challenge, and was later seen interviewing Terry Malloy uh, uh, with her iPhone. So I guess that will be on the next uh, Saturday's program. Yeah, uh, and uh, just saying that part with Terry Malloy, because it was actually uh, Richard Franklin played his dad in the uh, I Davros, or the Davros ah, yes, selection it. of books, and of course the Collins. Paul was the same Colin Spall that um, I to speak to and just for your information I did speak to him had a photograph taken to him with him and I put that on my TwitPic page which uh, the link has gone up for in the forum and uh, I also bought him a pint uh, so that's uh, twitpic.com forward slash photos forward slash Dave AC and you'll see a number of uh, uh, photos. And Tim, do you just want to say what your twit pick? I put the link in while we. Uh, do you want to put your link in, and I'll just go to the the afternoon next session. Oh, was, um, of yeah, your I'll, I'll find you it while pictures. you're talking about yeah. it. Uh, after we then had a lunch break, and we had uh, Terence Dix and Andrew Carmel, who did an absolutely fabulous. Um, little uh, section it was and very uh, very interesting there was a lot of strong opinions from Terence about John Nathan Turner and about the um, the way they've changed the doctor and introduced romance and all that and he was very much against that right and th- there was a, there was some good uh, argy-bargy about uh, certain people who won't be named who may have uh, not done uh, <laughs> Terence Dick's great favours in the past. Uh, mm. uh, naming no names, where I think the person had three initials. So, uh, <laughs> uh, uh, and before we just get on to the end, just let me play two little, very short clips. Um, this is um, a short clip of uh, uh, Colin at Fab Cafe. What were you about to call <laughs> John Lewis with the same one killed you? You said, you, and then you got killed. I think the, the, the world can be fast. It wasn't going to be fast. And then, uh, of course, I was, I was good. I met my demise at the hands of a cyber man, as, as, as you did. But uh, mine was, um, I was put on a harness, so and he actually grabbed me and threw me across the studio. That was quite good fun. Yeah. That would be Got back a goodness how many miles now yeah. onto the mattress in there a couple of times. Because you didn't even get to be your father though, did you? You kind of just it's you because it would have been nice for you. I know this. Yeah, yeah. I think I did get it out at one point, but they did that. Oh, yeah. yeah, they did that one out. Yeah, yeah. 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 yeah, absolutely. Yeah, and uh, I did ask another question, another one. I mean, I'm not like uh, Ian. I, I'm, I'm not really good at asking people to do interviews, but I, I don't mind actually putting my hand up and asking a question. And here's the question I ask of Terry Malloy. Five more questions. Five more questions. Yes. Uh, Raymond Cusack, you know, designed the actual Daleks. Did he have a lot of input with Davros? Raymond Cusack? Uh, not really, no. No, um, that was uh, Stan Mitchell did the Davros head. Um, and uh, put that together and
a cut down, you know, go faster, striped version of a, of a dial sort of the top of the moon, you know. Um, that's how that kind of came about. I, I don't really, I mean, honestly don't know. I know Stan did the march and, and modeled that um, um, very successfully and changed it when I did it as well from, from Michael Bush's original one. Yeah. I like the remix you said it was probably too busy at home doing darts with pictures of dedication. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, those are two little short clips, and uh, as people know, they've tried to record things in these venues. Well, in actual fact, um, I tried to do some videos. Last time we went, uh, Tim, the lighting was terrible. Mm. Uh, this time, it was non-existent, wasn't it? Yeah, I've put um, a link in the chat to my Flickr collection of photographs, of which the I've got 40 of them up online, and they've all come out very well, because I had a camera with a good flash gun on it. But if you had no flash, you had no photos, basically. It was that dark. And I'll, I'll put a link into the um, the videos that I've got up online. But um, most of the time, you can't actually see people. You can see them moving in the haze. I mean, we could just about see them with the naked eye, but the poor old cameras can't cope with it. Right. Uh, so okay. we'll, we'll be a little bit briefer now if we can. Uh, so yeah. Sylvester came on and he did what is uh, an old-fashioned turn in a way. He was quite the, the comic. Uh, uh, he really was good. But some Matthew was there and for him, Sylvester McCoy was the doctor to see. He was his doctor. And he, he was, although he was uh, enjoying the first part with the, 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 the classic fans, he really came to life when... Uh, when Sylvester was coming on and, and really enjoyed it and he ended on a song which was very well received to rapturous applause and then the, the whole session was finished off oh I should say that there were a couple of three or four um, uh, little charity events uh, for children in need they were offering off uh, a disc that was um, film footage of the previous event and then they were offering signed pictures uh, that the the guest there on the day had signed and one or two other things and and they they must have raised a hundred quid or hundred and fifty quid or whatever uh, with those different ones and then it wrapped up with the doctor v davros on a quiz uh, at the end now um just before you have your last little section on that uh, tim is are you going to be talking about this anywhere else on any of your things um that people might want to listen into another time or is that well, unsettled but yeah all, all my audio came out very well and so i have enough audio now for five episodes of tim's take on which will probably be released fairly rapidly over the next few days you'll be able to hear everything that went on the only thing right. i didn't record in audio was the the quiz right yeah uh, and uh, presumably you can you can put a link in there i'm not quite too sure whether Ian is is back ready to take control, but yes. there, there was okay. There, there was an afternoon a show party, but the, because there was a two-hour break, uh, in fact Tim was uh, racing me to the uh, train station to get back. He wanted to get back up online. Uh, he couldn't wait to Twitter vegan Sarni, who was in the room with us, mm -hmm. uh, and tell her all the uh, the news because uh, uh, that's I think. Uh, Tim's that and thanks to your internet connection, get all this stuff up online before I got home. <laughs> so I'm a lot more <laughs> relaxed now. Yeah, I'll probably get a letter tomorrow saying I've over, I've overused my uh, allowance this month. <laughs> so so uh, before, before we move on, Dave, um, when you did go up and talk to Colin Spall, did he recall that I told 
Yes, and I talked to him did. about it. He did Excellent. Indeed. Um, and just for for those of you who haven't had the chance to meet him, he is a lovely man, and I could listen to him read the phone book. He's got a brilliant voice, and if anyone's seen the pictures, um, one of the reasons why I said that Dave had to go and meet him is because I said, Dave, he looks just like you, except you've got more hair. <laughs> uh, but put yeah, the, was, an actual link to that one particular picture because uh, <laughs> the people might want to know what you're referring to. Yes, yes. But uh, yeah, Colin, lovely man, um, and I'll talk more about that uh, during our studio show, which will be coming out at a later date. I still have to finalise everything with uh, Podshock, as some of the audio belongs to them. So. Since we're done with all the news and the podcast, uh, the convention wrap-ups, let's move on to our main topic. Do you want to see a little clip first? Yes, that was your cue. Hello, my name's Toby Haydock, and you're listening to the Cultdom Collective Podcast. Hooray, and today's topic is... The Devil's Greatest Hits. Now, a bunch of people have asked me what what does this mean. Basically, we're looking at um, uh, TV uh, books, uh, movies that all feature uh, the devil to a certain extent, whether it be you know different versions of hell, the devil himself. Um, and so we thought we'd we'd use this as a as a, a starting point for for a, a topic. Um, and one of my favorite movies, which features the devil, uh, like most of my movies, is a comedy, uh, is the movie Bedazzled. No, not the one with whatever her name is. Oh, God. Yeah, I'm terrible Hugh with names Sachs. today. Sorry? Hugh Grant's ex. Yes, yes. Elizabeth Hurley. Not that one. The original. Played in Hurley. <laughs> no, Neil, this is the original. This was early. No, the yeah. original Bedazzled. Yeah. Could you please play that clip, Dave, before I get in trouble again? Okay. Hey, you are. Thank you. Oh, um, have you got sixpence? I've only got a million pound note. Thank you. Ta. Convinced? Do me a favour. I could have done that myself. I thought you were going to conjure it up. You're just like all the rest, aren't you? No proof is good enough. I want a miracle. Rain of toads or something. All right, then. Which of the cheap tricks is it going to be? Wine into water, stick into serpent. How about flying through space at the speed of light? How about you checking into the nearest loony bin for a few weeks' holiday? Oh, ye of little faith, Moon. You're not wearing nylon underwear, are you? Why? It disintegrates at high speeds. Prepare yourself. The magic words, LBJ. Yeah, my eye soul is melting. You really must be the devil. Incarnate. How do you do? Oh, how do you do? Where are we? Is this hell? Just my London headquarters. That's not your name, is it? George Spigot. Come on in. It's one of my many earthly pseudoplumes or non delivery. Hold on now, Jeff. I thought you were called Lucifer. I know, the bringer of the light it used to be. Sounds a bit puffy to me. God keeps changing his name too, you know. He used to be called the Word. Yeah, in the beginning was the Word. And the Word was God. Was there just a Word hanging about in space then? 
I suppose so. I wasn't there. What's it mean, the word? What does Stanley Moon mean? Evening, Anger. <laughs> Great clip. Yes. Um, for those of you who haven't seen the original Bedazzled, um, it centers around Stanley, a short-order cook who is infatuated with Margaret, the statuesque waitress who works with him at Wimpy Burger. Um, and, of course, George Spigot is the devil. And uh, his his wish is basically to, 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 to bag the girl. And so uh, the the devil takes him around various different realities uh, in which he utterly fails to get the girl. And of course, at the end of the movie, I don't think I'm spoiling anything for anyone. Says, "Nah, I'll go. I'll go and do it on my own." And of course, it, it, it starred Peter Cook as as the devil and and Dudley Moore as Stanley Moon. Um, also, Raquel Welch as Lust, and Eleanor Braun as Margaret. That's what they call um, typecasting, isn't it? <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, this is, uh, I mean, this is one of my favourite movies just because of the, the way it's played and, and um, like that conversation, you know, uh, you know, oh, God keeps changing his name too. He called the word. <laughs> so, this is our launching pad. There's uh, a lot of movies out there on, on both sides. I mean, one of the other... Um, the movies I like, uh, another comedy, is Little Nicky. Uh, but, uh, yeah, let's go around the room. Dave? Well, uh, the, the, uh, I will join in, obviously, with the, with the, the things like The Devil's Advocate and Omen and uh, all the traditional ones where the devil plays a part. But um, And also, of course, you can argue that um, uh, there's quite a few... Uh, episodes of Doctor Who where a demon-like creature or a devil or um, Satan in the pit is appears. But the one I'd really like to just play a little clip from, and I haven't got much prepared, but uh, it's from a very old black-and-white film that came out in uh, 1957, I think, a British horror film called Night of the Demon. Now, this is not necessarily um, uh, a brilliant clip, uh, but... Um, let me play it anyway. You don't believe in witchcraft? Do you? Do I believe in witchcraft? What kind of witchcraft? The legendary witch that rides on the imaginary broom, the hex that tortures the thoughts of the victim, the pin stuck in the image that wastes away the mind and the body. Also imaginary. But where does imagination end and reality begin? What is this twilight? This half-world of the mind that you profess to know so much about. How can we differentiate between the powers of darkness and the powers of the mind? Okay, uh, it's um, that was uh, Dana Andrews's voice. You probably recognised. Uh, but it's a, an adaptation of Casting the Runes, uh, a, a book from 1911, even. And I'm just reading this from the the wiki page. I put the link up there. Uh, an American professor, John Holden, going to England and investigating a satanic cult. And the point is that if this if a person is given this little script written on this paper, if they're still holding it at midnight, uh, it flies into a fire, it bursts into flames, and from then on, they're, they're marked, and the demon will visit them and devour them. And um, there, there's a, a battle of wits between uh, uh, Dana Andrews' character and, uh, is it Niall... McGuinness. I'm sure this is the sort of film that uh, Darth will have uh, watched and seen and maybe other people in this, uh, the room. But um, a really atmospheric, 
brilliant, brilliant film. And if you do get a chance to catch it on late night TV or somewhere or a, as a as a cheap um, video, it is absolutely uh, uh, terrifying. Uh, I mean, I'm sure more sophisticated audiences may may not say that. But in terms of its sheer power, I thought it was absolutely excellent. So I'll come back in, but uh, if you want to go around the room, Ian, that's fine with me. All righty. Um, Benjamin. Mm-hmm. Well, um, right now, one interesting version of The Devil is on television. Well, I say right now, I don't know if ABC is actually going to let the other six episodes air based on the rating. <laughs> <laughs> but if you followed Eastwick, ah, you were the other one, uh, Paul Gross <laughs> has been playing a character who seems to be the devil and seems to be responsible for uh, the lead characters getting their witchy powers. The show also seems to be a sequel to the movie as opposed to a remake. But no. <laughs> so that's a more modern take of the devil. And one interesting one I thought Doctor Who did in the past was the Black Guardian struck me as an attempt at doing a devil character, and even a recurring devil. Um, even like, personally, I think the White Guardian and the Black Guardian were con men and probably couldn't do anything at all. But the impression they were giving, he was playing it as if it was the devil, and the White Guardian seemed to be trying to play it as if he was God. <laughs> yeah. Yep. Uh, 1970s and 2009 versions of Devil. <laughs> I mean, in, in Doctor Who, it's, it's it's popped up quite a lot as a as either a metaphor or a, a look. Um, Tim, you brought up the the Pyramids of Mars. Yeah. New York Broadway song. <laughs> <laughs> Tim. Yes. Yep. Well, um, yeah. I was trying to think of. Devil ideas this morning, and uh, that, so we ended up watching. We ended up watching clips of Pyramids of Mars and found a particularly dodgy one on YouTube where someone had decided to redub the music for some bizarre reason. <laughs> <laughs> but it nonetheless still had a great force, you know, uh, when uh, he's, he's calling the Doctor just a mere worm beneath his feet. Mm. Uh, it, it is excellent. I mean, uh, no doubt about. And the demons, of course, that's another one where uh, uh, the master plays Mr. Manchester. Is it Magister? Magister. And uh, oh, motives me, and he's summoning the the horned beast in the cellars of the church in a circle. And the impossible planet Satan Pit was the other one. Yeah. Which I, I thought was, I mean, of course, that's the the biggest one, um, which really never really kind of answers the question, which is is probably better that way. I mean, well, it's, it's, uh, it's, it's the Russell T. Davis angle on it that he's yeah. an atheist, and so you're not going to get a, a you're not going to get a direct devil. answer. <laughs> oh, well and good if you ask me, uh, <laughs> but I, the, the I mean. Um, the creature, at least, was very well represented in there. I mean, they obviously took a lot of uh, uh, a look at a lot of you know, artwork that had been done. Um, that also yeah. brings me around to uh, the best, I think, the best visual representation by an actor of the devil 
in 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 a movie, and um, that is the movie Legend uh, with Tim Curry playing. Oh, the devil. this came up in conversation this morning <laughs> as well. <laughs> it, it's one of uh, Tim's favourite actors that was in it, wasn't it? A little small chap. <laughs> oh, um, Tom Cruise. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. A very young Tom Cruise in that movie. It was way back in about 1985. <laughs> Any others you want to talk about? I mean, you, you, obviously Ian went to you because you put that little link in, but any others at the top of your head? Or should we go along and come back? Well, the, the only one that sprung to my mind while we're talking about the devil is not so much in science fiction, but in comedy. There's a very great Rowan Atkinson sketch oh. where he says, oh. I am the devil, and this is... I'll put, yeah. I'll put a YouTube link in and people can look at it later. It is fabulous. And this can you hear is, me at the rack? This is hell. And he divides up the, those that are gathered... And he and he goes he goes Christians yes you over there, uh, uh. Jew, Jew, uh, and he looks at them and he says yeah yeah yes over there the Jews were right <laughs> <laughs> I can't remember all of it but it, it's brilliant it is just absolutely brilliant and it's just so wonderfully deadpan as well oh, it is it's it's a lot I, I love that sketch I've actually got it on on tape um, oh so have I. Yeah. Is that similar um, similar to the one he does where he's a schoolmaster doing the register? Sort of. Sort of. It's it's sort of very authoritarian kind of thing. Sort of monologue. But it it showed up on British telly a few years back when they showed this um, special that Rowan Atkinson had done for one of the US networks. And it was a sort of whole comedy gig he'd done of sketches yeah, yeah. I, I, I love that sketch it's great so yeah the tube the YouTube link is in there mm. uh, okay so moving along Mr. Skeptical hello oh I yes. thought you'd fall asleep I'm like panicking <laughs> ah where'd Darth go I think I kind of did actually um, <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> no, I, I don't know. I mean, this whole category of uh, entertainment doesn't really entertain me all that much. Um, I, I think that there's sort of two or three films that are sort of archetypal, and then most uh, things that involve the devil kind of repeat that same pattern. Um, one of the big ones, I guess, is... Um, Actually, very early, the picture of Dorian Gray, which comes from um, Oscar Wilde's only novel, and although Satan doesn't appear per se, it's quite clear that Dorian Gray at the very beginning has sort of sold his soul to the devil, and then you get exactly the same story that you get in Bedazzled or whatever of, um, you know, the, the eventual corruption of the guy until he realizes later on at the end of his life, oh, I've done terrible things and I need to... Uh, reform my ways and kick out the devil and break the contract. Um, and I, I suppose it's important in film because it's been remade a, a lot of different times. One time in 1941, Angela Lansbury was in it and she got an Academy Award nomination. Um, but one of the more interesting tellings is actually um, kind of hard to find these days, but it's the 19... 19- 
18 Hungarian version, which is important for featuring Bela Lugosi in his like second film role. Um, and he plays not the devil, but essentially the devil's helper. Um, and is the guy who's in charge really of uh, corrupting Dorian Gray after he accepts the deal from the devil. Um, and it's it's one of the performances that actually helped get Bela Lugosi onto this side of the Atlantic. Um, and then, you know, after that, there's a, sort of an important 1926 film from D.W. Griffiths, who um, is maybe more recognized for, what is it, the first Academy Award for Best Film with, um, oh, what the hell is the name of that? Totally forgot it, but he, he he won the first Academy Award for Best Film. And he did a film um, called Birth of a Nation. Sorry, Birth of a Nation was the first uh, Academy Award thing. And he did a film in 1926 called um, Sorrows of Satan. And again, this is sort of the same deal. There's a Satan coming down to... Although this one actually has Satan in it in, in the form of a prince who comes down and tempts somebody to put their life in his hands... And you go through the story, and eventually the guy breaks the contract, and there you go. Um, but certainly one of the more foundational things for American film, at least, is, um, and indeed American literature, is The Devil and Daniel Webster. Um, I mean, this is a, a short story that goes back into the 19th century, and was eventually made in 1941. Um, and it... It really is the definitional sort of Satan story, um, especially in the American context, um, and and really owes a lot to. Is it not bedazzled? What's the one that has? Um, oh, Robert De Niro and Angel Heart. Is that what it is? Yeah. Maybe. Yeah. Uh, the one, the one where there's the, he's a lawyer or whatever, and or, ha, yeah, or there's a. Yeah, there you go. That is essentially The Devil and Daniel Webster retold, because The Devil and Daniel Webster is about the actual um, Daniel Webster who is employed by this guy to try to legally argue his way out of um, a contract with the devil. And the devil says, okay, but I get to choose the uh, judge and, and some of the jury. And the judge turns out to be somebody resurrected from the Salem Witch Trials, and although Daniel Webster does successfully get the guy out of uh, his uh, predicament with the devil, the devil curses Daniel Webster and says, well, you will never become president of the United States, which, of course, he never did, although he kind of should have been. Um, and and you see those sort of three major archetypes being played over and over and over again, especially in film, and especially in American film, Anytime that you introduce the devil. It's always about, you know... Somebody making a deal with the devil, somebody figuring out, oh, that's a bad thing to have done with my life. And then um, there being some moment at which they break away from that contract, and maybe there are consequences for other people around them. Maybe it ends in a happy ending. But that, that, that's sort of what a lot of devil films are about, and that's kind of why I'm entirely bored by them. <laughs> one, one unique take that I have seen on that. Uh, would be the devil's advocate. Yes, they are. Where you basically see it going down that road, you're like, well, this is just like Bedazzle, except serious, you know, I've seen it all before. 
But mm-hmm. and of course, I'm going to spoil the ending for everybody. It turns out that uh, Keanu Reeves' character is uh, the devil's son. Right. And yeah, that's but that he makes twist. that choice to to end his life rather than do what his father wants him to do. And he ends up back at the beginning of the movie. But it leads basically he starts leading him down the same path again, which is kind of it's just this reoccurring thing where he's going to be forever trapped in this until he makes the right decision. But, Groundhog uh, Day, yeah. Yeah, um, but it, it, it's a unique take on it because all the time you're thinking, oh yeah, at the end he's going to decide, and he does. Uh, but then you're like, well, you're still trapped in this, you know, in this role as as the devil's son, basically. Yeah. And plus, Al Pacino is the as 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 you know the devil doesn't hurt either. Yeah, right. uh, and that list I put up a little moment a few ago. The top ten depictions of Satan in movies by Listiverse. <laughs> uh, they they put uh, ten uh, bedazzled, nine uh, God, the Devil and Bob, Alan Cummings. Um, and they put a couple of comedy ones here. In fact, some Matthew mentioned this one. The the robot devil is it in uh, Futurama? Oh yes. <laughs> and um, then there's one in South Park. The gay devil who <laughs> is madly in love with Saddam Hussein. <laughs> uh, Viggo Mortensen in the Prophecy, uh, as we've already mentioned. Tim Curry in Legend at number five. Constantine number four. Uh, number four. Three Al Pacino. We've got another list here, haven't we? Number two, uh, The Omen, and number one, they've got Passion of the Christ. R- Rosalinda Casalento. Mm. All right, okay, Mike. Darth. Mike, oh, uh, sorry, Darth. I was just saying, Darth, would you say something else? No, I'm good. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Mike. Randolph, oh, sorry. <clears throat> Well, the mention of the devil in South Park was one of the topics I was going to mention, but the other thing that came to mind when I was trying to think of appearances in TV was several Twilight Zone episodes came immediately to mind. Uh, the first one that came to mind was uh, not a nice place to visit where the main character is a criminal who's died and, and thinks he's in heaven, but it turns out that he's actually in hell and the character that, he, that, that he's with is not the angel, but rather a demon. And there were a couple of their episodes. There was one where an episode of Twilight Zone where the devil was as it was an associate to a to a journalist, and was allowing him to get stories out quickly. And there was another episode. I I can't remember the name of this one, but there was one where the devil gave the character the ability, basically made him so that he was immortal, and so the character wouldn't die. Is the whole idea was the main character was a hypochondriac and was always afraid of dying, and this time he couldn't die. So. The Twilight Zone was really what came to mind when I was thinking of the devil on TV. Yep. Okay. Right. Uh, moving on, I think it's time for another audio clip. And this is from one of my one of my favorite comedy movies. Well, actually, I've got two clips here. Here's the first. They're both from Little Nicky. I'm sorry. After careful consideration, I must respectfully decline. I can't stand retirement. Come on, just let me win one Super Bowl. In exchange for eternal damnation of your soul? You're much too nice a guy for me to want to do that to you, Mr. Marino. You did it for Namath. Yeah, but Joe was coming here anyway. 
This sucks. I'll just go to the Super Bowl as an announcer, and I'll win myself an Emmy. That's the spirit. You're a good devil, Dad. And I also happen to be a Jets fan. And this clip. Hey, by the way, Nikki, check this out. What's Ozzy trying to say there? John, absolutely nothing. The blizzard always came straight with his messages. But wrap your minds around this, gentlemen. Oh, no. <laughs> Chicago. I love this song. I command you in the name of Lucifer to spread the blood of the innocent. Oh, my God. Chicago kicks ass. <laughs> that was awesome. Yes. Uh... <laughs> Sorry, I love little Nicky. Um, for those of you who haven't seen uh, little Nicky, it's about the uh, independent-minded son of Beelzebub, and uh, he decide he wants to go to Earth. He's, as he says to his dad, "I've never been to Earth. I've never even slept over at some dude's house." Um, it's got a great cast: Adam Sandler, of course, as, as Nicky, uh, Harvey Keitel as his dad, um, and Rodney Dangerfield as Lucifer. Um, so it's 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 a it's a good fun movie and a nice little take on on the devil. <laughs> so moving swiftly on, Ramana. Sorry, huh? hang on. I had <laughs> my mic. Sorry, while well, I was uh. off doing stuff. <laughs> um, yeah, I don't really have much to add on this one. I just thought I'd call in because I have to get up early anyway. Uh-huh. Um, I've been called that I haven't read it yet, but I've been told it's absolutely marvellous. Is a novel by Terry Pratchett and Neil Gaiman called um, Good Omens. Good Omens is fabulous. Yes, I've been recommended it. I have the book, I just haven't read it yet. <laughs> Any cassette tape left in your car for over a month automatically turns into Queen's Greatest Hits. <laughs> <laughs> Anyone who's read Good Omens knows what I'm talking about. <laughs> but yes, that is a, a fabulous That's meant book. to be a bad thing? Uh, that's what I was thinking. It's like, oh god, I'm on the wrong side then. It's like, uh, I'm going to start putting tapes everywhere. Uh, <laughs> but uh, there's been talk actually at one point of that becoming a movie. And uh, I'm in two minds about that because I don't know if you could really... Do it. Although they have done a, a relatively good job with some with um, the live action Terry Pratchett Discworld novels, um, although what David Jason was doing in The Color of Magic, I don't know. But anyway, uh, <laughs> moving swiftly on, Tiggs Panther. Okay. Um, you'll come up eventually. Um, <laughs> oddly, all. Most of the ones that I can think of all tend to be of at least a partially comic bent, although not all of them necessarily actually involve... doesn't the, disqualify them? Yeah, the, no. the actual devil. Um, I mean, one, you know, obviously I did briefly think of, um, you know, the devil in the sad part movie. Um, the other one where I remember him featuring, at least very slightly, was in um, Bill and Ted's Bogus Journey, <laughs> um, where at one point um, Bill and Ted die and go to hell, and then challenge death, and then go to heaven and back to earth. So, but yeah, the devil does briefly feature in that. Um, but then, 
I'm mainly not really seeing that much which actually has an actual depiction of the devil in it, but there's an, there's an awful lot that I have which, um, you know, have other takes on demons and stuff, um, to various levels of seriousness. On the slightly less um, serious aspect, there's um, Dogma um, by Kevin Smith, um, mm-hmm. which is, you know, a lot about angels and demons, and oddly made me think about religion more than any church sermon ever did, <laughs> which is actually <laughs> quite entertaining. <laughs> And one that I've seen very recently, and that I only got it this past week, is a relatively recent um, Australian film called Gabriel, um, which is basically set in purgatory, and it's basically about um, archangels versus demons in, uh, you know, trying to, um, you know, the, the battle for human souls, and it's a very interesting take on it. Um, but on the whole, I've not seen a lot with the actual devil in, apart from the South Park movie and Bill and Ted. Interesting point about Gable, about how, how it was made. Um, they actually met the people who made the movie at a Supernova one year. Mm. And um, they pretty much, they didn't get much funding because the film industry for movies like that in this country is just pretty lacking. So they pretty much like had to sell like their cars and their houses and, and to raise the money themselves. And um, it was a big landmark in Australian filmmaking because it's the first real genre movie they've ever done so yeah yeah I, I first heard of it through listening um, to the um, Supernova podcast and the um, Cool Shy yeah. podcast and you know when I um, saw it going for about £5 in HMV last week it's like okay I'm buying that because <laughs> it's been sort of on my I want to see that list um, for quite a while and um, I saw it in the shop this week and um, yeah it was good at the pictures last year when it came out it was quite, quite good it reminded me a lot of the manga series I'm quite into called Angel Sanctuary which is all about angels and demons and but it's very dark and it's very kind of stereotypical like girls manga um, very kind of angsty and lots of blood and wings and feathers and things and pretty boys and so it's 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 good that's that's reminded me of that one because I keep on forgetting I've got it on them I've got it on DVD, um, Angel Sanctuary. Angel Sanctuary. Um, yeah. Un- unfortunately, it didn't like one of my old DVD players, and I've never tried watching it since. So I need yeah. to try to rewatch that at some point. But yeah, as it's, you say, it's, it's it's very very good. It's one of my favourite manga. The art style is very intricate and very elaborate, and um, it's just it's just it's really interesting. And it's really really complex, and it just it's so angsty though. <laughs> Typical show, yeah. Typical shoujo or girls manga where it's like death and angst and love and betrayal and incest and pretty boys and feathers and blood and stuff. And but it's fun. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. I think I first saw it about seven or eight years ago. Um, fan subs at a, at a convention. So you know, I said when I, when it came yeah. out on DVD, I got it. It just it didn't like my player at the time. But yeah. The um, anime only actually covers the first four yeah. volumes. There are 20 volumes. I'm up to volume 13, I think. It's very complicated. It gets very complicated later on, and um, you get you get Lucifer turning up, you know, and all the, you know, you got the seven layers of hell and seven layers of heaven and a war between heaven and hell. With it's very complicated, but it's interesting. Right. But yeah, that's all I've really. 
just to come in there that um, we do have some people in the room without mics so if you put stuff in text we'll read it out I mean Benjamin has got a mic but he, he's put some stuff in there another show with the devil is Supernatural the devil's actually turned up in season 5 spoilers for seasons 1 to 4 of course uh, the two season 1 yet <laughs> <laughs> the two leads li live to see season 5 and the devil another devil Dan Schneider what's that <laughs> that's more of a joke. But that's right. more real well, life I will stop at that point. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, yes, anybody else who wants to put some text in will read it. Um, where are we now? We've just gone through uh, Tiggs. Um, I mean, I can unmute Howley if she wants to contribute at this point. Or we could go to Charlie. Oh, and there's also Diane. And Diane. Diane, do you have anything? What are you doing to the girls tonight? I don't the know. Off doing things. I'm wearing them out, I tell you. Diane's <coughs> knitting or something. Yeah. She's probably feeding the kitties. Anyway, uh, the one thing, one, one that I'm surprised nobody has brought up is, is Omen. Nobody's brought up the Omen movies. And well, of course, a link, a, list, yeah. a link to Doctor Who in that one. Patrick Trotton. Patrick Trotton mm. getting off the net. Mm. <laughs> a very nasty way. Yes. Oh, yes. <laughs> but, yeah. Um, uh, another one uh, is Rosemary's Baby. I mean, because if the the actual uh, part where she is uh, inseminated, if you put it that way, uh, the character keeps changing into a, a, a mask of the devil, doesn't he? Yeah. Some very scary images in there. Oh, Charlie was going to bring up the omen. Oh. We didn't. We didn't get to you yet, Charlie. I no, am terrible. No, sorry. I Slap me. Him on. You can't get the stuff, you know. <laughs> Go ahead, well, Charlie. Well, um, I think it's. I think it's only fitting that uh, that uh, you talk to somebody who lives in a state where there's actually a place called hell. So yeah. Uh, <laughs> uh, so um, yeah, I'm going to do some random things. I just thought there was a there was an X file episode. Uh, I think it's from either season two or three where um, there's uh, some state devil worshippers that are part of like a, a school council board. It's like the school council board made up of devil worshippers and then the and then uh, the devil actually shows up as a, in the form of a teacher and, and wipes them out one by one. Um, there was a, a Simpsons Halloween special. There's a couple of Simpsons Halloween specials that have the, the feature of the devil. There's one where uh, Homer sells his soul for, for a donut. Mm. Uh, that was, you know, the takeoff. Yeah. Devil uh, and Daniel Webster. Forbidden Donut. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, I was gonna get that. The Omen movies and those Baby. Um, uh, Dragging the Hell just came out last year, or this year. Um, yeah, oh, there, was, there was that um, Warner, Warner Brothers cartoon uh, by uh, Chuck Jones. I forgot what it's called. It's one where um, the devil loses a horn and, and somebody picks it up and thinks it's a hearing aid. It's a very surreal cartoon. <laughs> I had uh, idea. Oh, that sounds cool. Yeah. It's 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 probably on the DVD somewhere. Um, you don't hear the sound of the sea. You hear the sound of the flames. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Exactly. It's something like that. It's, it's a very surreal cartoon. I forgot what it was called, but um, it's an easy to look up. 
yeah, I think everybody's said everything I wanted to say about Twilight Zone and uh, oh, there was that um, Hammer Horror movie, uh, Devil Rides Out with Chris. Oh Lee. yes, I've, that's I've got that link. Uh, they're, they're from the Dennis Weekly books. Um, yeah, and um, that was um, uh, Rex Van Ryn, wasn't it? The um, I've got. In fact, I've got that link here ready to put in. So I'll do that now. Doesn't seem to like these brackets. The um, those percentages are where these brackets. Um, 1968 movie yes. Hammer Film Productions, uh, set in the 1930s London. The Duke de Richelieu and Rex Van Ryn rescue their friend Simon and another young initiate Tanith from a devil-worshipping cult. During the rescue, they disrupt a ceremony on Salisbury Plain in which Satan himself appears. Uh, and it really is good. I mean, it's very much of its time. It was made in the 60s, but... Um, uh, and, of course, um, Duke de Richelieu is played by Christopher Lee, and uh, uh, one of the other important characters played by Charles Gray, who's otherwise right. known as one of the James Bond baddies. Um, so uh, that is... You know, a small budget film, but I thought it was excellently done. And if uh, Romana wants anything else to read, uh, you can do no better than Dennis Wheatley horror novels like Devil Rides Out and To the Devil a Daughter and The Haunting of Toby Jug and uh, uh, books such as those. Yeah, it's, it's um, my favorite Hammer horror movie. It's one of the rare Hammer uh, horror movies where Christopher Lee plays the good guy. So that so um, yeah, it's uh, I I rec- fully recommend it. So that's about it for me. Excellent. Okay, uh, when we were mentioning that TV series, did we also mention the actual original Witches of Eastwick? Um, because in the course, um, the the three girls fall for the new stranger in town, um, who may well be not what he appears. He certainly has, um, not that he has two horns, but he certainly has something. Anyone? Anyone who wants to come in on that one? Hello? I'm talking to myself. <laughs> oh. Damn mute button. <laughs> oh. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, which is least week, uh, with uh, Jack Nicholson and uh, Cher, and yeah. who else is in that one? It was uh, uh, oh the um, yeah Michelle the, Pfeiffer. The yeah, Michelle yeah, Pfeiffer. Michelle Pfeiffer. Can you forget her? Yeah. Susan Sarandon. Susan yes, Sarandon. that was That's the third true. one. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, another good one is uh, Angel Heart. Although I've never actually been able to make it through that film, I seem to get put off through it. But uh, that's to do with um, adapted from the film. Fallen Angel, um, which is uh, the introduction of a child conceived at a voodoo ceremony by a devil, and that novel, uh, highly atmospheric film. I don't know anybody who can give a description of that because I've never, as I say, made it through Mickey Rourke in that one, mm. and Robert De Niro, I think. Yes, uh, that one was brought up earlier when Darth was talking about. Right. Uh, yeah. Um, also, uh, High Minister says uh, uh, Brimstone and Treacle. Oh, yeah. The Dudley Moore one again, is that? I don't know. 
You're supposed to be doing the research on that. Yeah, I think this is your, uh, your there idea. There was one where Sting was in a... Oh, is it the one that Sting was in? It was, was a in? film version. Ah, right. Mm. Okay, well, we, yeah, we, uh, we we seem to be come to a short break, so... Um, let me actually, just I have, one. Okay, I have one more. I have right. one more. Uh, that nobody has brought up, and it, it could be because it's a little ambiguous, but, uh, I mean, it's how I always thought. The Time Bandits. Uh, Terry Gilliam. Oh, of um, course. The, the, uh, I mean, he's listed as... as uh, uh, as uh, being an evil genius, uh, or and so it's never actually alluded to, but I mean it's the closest representation I can see to a, a, a devil type figure. Um, God, that that movie had me both laughing and scared the willies out of me when I was a kid. But yeah, um, Michael Palin and and Terry Gilliam's The Time Bandits. And silence fills the room. Mm-hmm. <laughs> All right, I'll jump in with one thing that I actually do like, but it's uh, it's a radio. <laughs> sorry, Darth. It's funny. Yeah, no. I just, I'm sorry. I just, I, I, I just find this character incredibly boring because there's, you know, usually what we get to see in English language movies, at least, is a depiction of the Christian devil, the Christian Satan, and. You know that that's circumscribed by the depiction in the Bible, and so it's all about temptation. It's all about you know eventual redemption and trying to find a way to trick the devil into giving you back your life. But um, there's a BBC radio show from this century that um, is called. Well, I guess it started in the 90s, but it's called Old Harry's Game. I don't know if anybody's ever heard of it. Yeah. Um, but I actually like that because it's from the perspective of the devil and it takes place in hell and it has nothing to really majorly to do with a single individual uh, being tempted by the devil and trying to find redemption. They're already done. They're already in hell. So it's about what the devil might be like in hell and it and kind of follows on from the, the Rowan Atkinson sketch that was mentioned before in, in assigning comic properties to both the devil and God. And it's been running for a long time. They had, what, I think we're on season seven or something like that. Um, but I like that because, you know, again, it's it's looking at the character from a perspective that is not normally used in English language media. Excellent. Okay. Well, uh, you know, Dave and I are... are uh Always coming up with different topics. Some are good, yeah, some well, are not. This, this, <laughs> uh, yeah. this, this I, one I just say, hasn't uh, captured I mean, it, everyone's imagination. Uh, yeah, I, I don't want people to, to uh, listen to this later and think, well, why did they pick that subject and they, they haven't got vast amounts to say? Well, first of all, we never intended all these shows to run way beyond two hours. I mean, the target time has usually been an hour and a half, and, and, and mostly they've run beyond that. But the idea is, because this show is called The Cult of the Collective, there are many forms of cult. We've talked about cult comedy. Uh, we, you know, we could even do cult musicals. We could do cult cowboys. But the point is, uh, we're trying to just add a little bit of variety since we've just done uh, five weeks on we Doctor Who. Yeah. So uh, it, it, it was just to sort of throw um, a little um, 
uh, change and of course again it always depends on the, the the actual members in the room for this particular event but I think everybody has probably had a chance to at least recall one or two uh, ones I've that, got another uh, one go on I've got, a, I've got another one to mention briefly I don't know if you've covered it and I'm going to sign off now as well but um, in the Tenacious D movie um, they have a, a rock off with the devil which is highly amusing <laughs> <laughs> it's a bit silly, but amusing. Um, yeah, and on that note, I'm going to say ta-ta and see you next week. Uh, remember, so. we might be a little bit later. We'll be talking about that just at the end. Mm. But, uh, big, big weekend. It did come to mind this morning when I was looking up stuff on YouTube, and I almost looked up their excellent video for um, Tribute, which has yeah. an amazing devil in Devil's awesome in that. It's hilarious. I love, yeah. Anyway, see you later. Um, yeah. Bye bye, boys. Bye bye. Bye. Yeah, uh, I mean, one of the, one of the reasons why this didn't hit the notes that we had hoped for is that that um, who's who's the who's the breather? Who's the breather? It's Benjamin. Hmm? Uh, <laughs> I think we're all breathers. <laughs> <laughs> Hoping. The heavy breather. <laughs> it's not that kind of a show that was weeks ago. <laughs> um, but I mean, Darth hit it on the head. Is is most of the media out there, especially the visual media, is, is he's kind of a one-note character. Um, literary um, uh, is is probably a, a, a lot better because there's you know depictions of other versions of purgatory and uh, devils and uh, so on and so forth, but the one that shows up the most usually gets the most you know, recognition. Hopefully next week's topic will not be quite so one note. Does Howley want to come in with anything on there? Cause, uh, because there's some audio background, we've just had her muted for the moment. Do you want to come in on anything? <laughs> She's just playing Tetris. She's just well, entertaining I mean, herself. Good, good. One has gone up cooking, and and also Diane has Diane uh, re-entered the room. I don't I'm here. So. Oh, there you are. We called for you earlier, and you did not appear. I well, I I got a message, and I thought I disconnected, but apparently I didn't. But I got a phone call, so. Ah. This, this never happens when I host the show, Ian. No, <laughs> no, you just get annoying guys breaking in with uh, with with famous people. <laughs> <laughs> where, where are your interviews, Dave? Um, um. Oh, I bought him a drink. <laughs> good, good. Did you sit down and and have one with him? Uh, I bought a drink for myself at the same time. Had a few words with him and then left him in peace as he he spied one of his. Uh, other colleagues. Ah. So, Diana, do you have anything to add to this topic? Um. Maybe I said that I've been enjoying the new series on ABC uh, Eastwick, which is uh, like a sequel to the movie Witches of Eastwick, and that has like a devil. A yeah, we touched on that briefly, but um, would you recommend it, or have you not yes. seen enough of it? Yes, it's uh, there's like seven episodes so far and I didn't want to like it because uh, it frankly when they announced it it sounded stupid but it 
it's cute. It's kind of a guilty pleasure show. It's not really <laughs> significant in any way, but it's fun to watch. Excellent. Okay. All right. right. Well, I think we've pretty much milked this one dry. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> let me just mention next week, we've got the sort of um, the opposite extreme to this one, and the, the, the title we put up is Sci-Fi Sermons. That's basically where uh, religious iconography or whatever it, it is used um, within the film. So it's um, not necessarily... Uh, uh, with God being in the film, although of course it can be, uh, you know that f- that famous thing, film with John Denver in, and uh, oh, who's the old George, George Burns? Burns. George I was Burns. just thinking about it. As the old the old God movies. Mm. Yeah, so it, it could be something like that, or it could be Back to Doctor Who uh, with the uh, the religious references in uh, you know Voyage of the Damned, uh, uh, or anything in between, or it could be the um, the, the famous Tom Hanks film. Um, that uh, that does about symbolism could even be Tomb Raider and the Illuminati, but things that uh, where uh, sort of religion has taken it are maybe the name of the rose. So uh, lots of uh, great things like that. But uh, we, we may start a little bit later, and that's not for any other reason than um, in the UK we'll be airing the Waters of Mars. That's the next David Tennant special. Um, Tim, you, I think you're better than me on the time. When when is it actually air in the UK? Is it seven till eight? It's and seven till eight, and for for they announced that that date first, and for several days they didn't say on the Radio Times website what was eight till nine on BBC Three, and I thought well it must be confidential, and they they confirmed that in the past in the next past couple of days that it's conv- confidential eight till nine straight after right. Doctor Who. Well, I'm not sure, suggesting we... Uh, and by the way, those are UK times, yeah. which is five hours behind. So, I mean, what we're talking about is said of... I don't think we can hold it back an hour, but um, what do you think? Do you think we should make the time start to arch? We open the room normally and just not start the recording so early in. Sorry. I, <laughs> oh, I was reading the room, I'm sorry. Distracted by text. Right, I'll make an executive decision then. Yes. Well, since right. you're over that side of the pond, you guys have got a better... better yeah. Well, um, what, I, what I'll do is I, I, I'll, I'll set the time um, at something like quarter past three, so that means the room will open up by three. Right. Uh, but we may not actually start the show until, you know, get it by, get it towards half past. So I'll open it up about... Uh, so same as always then? Yeah, so the, the actually the room <laughs> will be open by three, but not mm. like the 20 minutes prior to that. Well, I'll, I'll probably be in text till nine, as I'll be watching Confidential. That's fine. And the following week, uh, the 22nd of November, is when uh, the sister show that we like to think we are to is um, the Podshock, and they will be having one of their occasional live showing uh, they have allowed time then for people to have seen Waters of Mars and they will be doing a live show so our time may also be later the following week and will more than likely be a sort of overflow show from that I don't know whether there's anything else to add before we close no. the show in uh, is it, is uh, it yes it's their second life meet up oh, Diane's just point. Oh, yes. brought it up as well Excellent. well if you want to feed out the details on that one please Tim 
Since you're our second live representative here. <laughs> it's next Saturday. Uh, Victor First... Yeah, Victor First Mornington put the um, times of it on Twitter in the past couple of days. It's uh, one to three Second Life time is the main event. Uh, that's uh, nine till eleven in the UK, and Second Life time is eight hours behind UK time. So, in your various parts of the yeah, states, the do your relevant calculations. It's specific it, time. Yeah, it's specific yeah. standard time. So, yeah. yeah. Alrighty, so uh, Dave and I will be popping in from time to time on that. Um, so we look forward to seeing anybody from here, there. And um, yeah, should we anybody want to make, say what their second life names are? I mean, I'm Dave A.C. Footman, and Ian. I'm Kirsty Pixel. Yes, Tim? Kirsty. I'm Tim East Q. <laughs> uh, I'm Dalek uh, Saul Ferber. Sorry, I said it again. Sorry. I'm uh, Dalek Saul Berber on Second Life. Excellent. Okay. Um, uh, I'm Louis Trapani is uh, Two Hartman. Uh, I'm Diana Luminos. And I'm Six Panther Jester with a Y, not an E. And Benjamin had one, didn't he? Didn't he come in last time? Yes, I had to look mine up find out what it is again. <laughs> I love the feeling. Uh, and <laughs> we uh, Pixel Pete, which of course is uh, James, Mr. James Norton. Uh, they haven't yet got Ken. Took them a long time to get him on Facebook and Twitter. Yeah. Maybe we'll yeah. get him onto Second Life. That's a reason enough to go there to see if uh, Ken Deep makes it to Second Life. Yes. All right. Well, with all of that, um, it's time to go around the room and say goodbye. And goodbye to Tix Panther. He's at the bottom. <laughs> <laughs> he can't hide. <laughs> and goodbye to the Sixth Doctor. Bye, me. Uh, <laughs> goodbye to Tim oh. Jury. Don't forget to unmute Howley so she can say yeah, goodbye. <laughs> goodbye to Howley T. Bye-bye. Bye. Okay, put it, put it back under the cone, quick. <laughs> and goodbye to Randall Thor. Bye, everyone. See you next week. Yay! Audio Randall 4. <laughs> Goodbye uh-huh. to DM Walling. Goodbye. To Dar Skeptical. Adios, people. Charlie P79. Bye, everybody. And Mr. Benjamin Elliott. Goodbye. And remember, by midnight tonight, your soul will be torn inside out. <laughs> <laughs> that's a funny movie that went wrong. Sorry. <laughs> Never mind. <laughs> no, that's more like the cheerful chap we know, isn't it? Yeah, yeah that was one we forgot to mention, Hellraiser. There you go. Well, Hellboy. Strictly, strictly speaking, the devil isn't in Hellraiser, but hell is. I would hope. Yep, and goodbye to the Kono Silence crew, which is... Hi, Minister. <laughs> Sly Bob. And at the moment, Romana too. Guess and guess 16 goodbye guess 16 and it's goodbye from me and it's goodbye from Dave AC and one little last shout out for that great uh, thing that Ian did for us all last week so as well as having enjoyed episode 15 today check back on all the older episodes they're still there to download from the talk show site 54821 or subscribe to us on iTunes and on episode 14 you get the live call in from uh, Gareth David Lloyd 
talking and chatting up the the girls in the room right under our noses Ian it's I a know. shame yeah but um, hope you'll enjoy that and um, Ian himself will be putting our heads together trying to get at least one studio show out soon possibly two you lucky people yes <laughs> and with that it's uh, goodbye from us bye goodbye with the lucky land slots you can get lucky just about anywhere this is your captain speaking uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky no no nothing like that it's just these cash prizes add up quick so i suggest you sit back keep your tray table upright and start getting lucky Play for free at LuckyLandslots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.